welcome to the third episode of the One Question Podcast. If you're new to this podcast, this is the podcast where I ask impressive people just one question. My name is Busayo Yole, and with me today is none other than Kim Bustkamp. Kim, welcome to my podcast. Hi, Busayo. Thanks for having me on. Okay. Um, uh, it would be nice if you could you know, just introduce yourself to my listeners so they kind of have um, a background on who you are and what you do. Okay, sure. So my name is Kim. Um, I've been a software developer for probably half of my life. I'm like 32 now. Um, have been done this for many years and um, <laughs> I don't really know what else to, to say about me now. Um, when I'm not on the computer and diving into tech, um, I like to be on the outdoors. I like hiking, biking and being in nature. Awesome. And um, just to like elaborate more on what you do, um, you also are the founder of Killer Shell. And uh, for people who might not be familiar, uh, it's a product for Kubernetes uh, developer. Can you uh, elaborate on that okay. specifically? Yeah, mm -hmm. sure. I mean, it is really specific to the software Kubernetes and actually about the certifications that uh, Kubernetes offers. There are like two certifications right now. Um, and they are like practical certifications. And that's why I really like them, right? There, right now, there are many online certifications where you have to answer multiple choice. But these ones are practical. You have to solve for two hours challenges in the terminal. So many programmers and coders will, would like them. And I like them too. And so I got the idea to create a simulator for it that um, people can attend before they attend the real certification. That's what it's about. Yeah. And um, just to give more background to our, our listeners, Kim is obsessed with certifications uh, because even before uh, he did Killer Shell, he, uh, you were into certifications because I recall you took uh, Symfony uh, certifications and all those kind of certifications until you had the idea to do this, um, right? I mean, yeah, I kind of just like to challenge myself and it helps me to just have a goal which I want to achieve. And if there's a difficult goal, like a certification, which I can achieve and I can still learn something with it and it's, it interests me, then then I'm up for doing it, yeah. Okay. So um, one thing that actually particularly interests me uh, in this thing is that you've kind of been a lone wolf, like either you are a freelancer or you're working somewhere, like you're an engineer who does things, you know, according to your own terms and... Um, you have this company now, this product that a lot of people are using. And I think you've gotten to a particular point in this product where you've decided, okay, you may need outside help. And um, I think that's kind of set a background for my question. So are you ready for my question? I'm ready. <laughs> okay. So my question is... Um, going into like hiring more people and you know figuring out that this is beyond just you you kind of have to delve into uh management i just want to see like how how is management different from you know just the engineering part of it like you know relating with people how have you dealt with that part of management you know just for people 
who are used to like building things on their own and now have to rely on other people. How has that worked for you in your own experience? Okay, interesting. Well, I think in general, I dove into this whole management step by step. Like it wasn't something where I was simply a software developer and now I have to manage people. You know, it was, as you said, I was a freelancer for for many years. Like my last full-time employment position is long ago and I've been, yeah, freelancer and self-employed since then. Um, but I was also always working in like, smaller teams, you know, like remotely mainly. Um, but even at at one of the jobs at one of the companies where I worked self-employed, I, I worked there for like four years. So it was a long term project. I was always looking for long term projects and not just two, three weeks and then I move on. And this means that in some of these jobs, I stayed as long and worked as long with the software and the product that I got already a good idea. Right. And then I was then my task was to introduce the new people who came on board, you know, and kind of that's how kind of like the management started for me, like assigning them tasks, um, explaining them something, um, solving issues that they have, etc. So I think step by step, I got already to it. But with the whole killer shell, it started really small, like I, I actually created a simulator for the CKAD Kubernetes certification just for myself, because that's how I wanted to learn and prepare myself um, to then um, attend the exam. Um, And I just put it out there for people to use as well. And I got interest back and many people were interested and then it grew. I um, created a second certification and I wanted to make it more comfortable. So I created more services around and more infrastructure. So it got more complex and more complicated. And um, in the end, it, it wasn't the only thing I do. You know, I, I still had um, another full-time contract position at a company. And yeah, everything just got a little bit overwhelmed. And then I was reaching out to find, to find other people to help me. And I actually did it um, in a way that I was um, finding jobs in the past. Right? I, I went to some freelance online platforms. And I created my first job offer and I interviewed people and um, it worked kind of seemingly, I, I would I would say, um, because I was on the other end before, you know, I was searching for jobs. So I knew in which position the people were that were looking for, for jobs. So your previous experience as a job seeker helped you out, like in sourcing other, you know, talent yes. as well. I mean, in sourcing other talent, definitely. But also, I would say in providing tasks and um, yeah, helping helping the the coworkers then um, or the whole team to achieve the goal. You know, I think because of many years where I was on the other side, where I was like receiving tasks and having to solve the issues, um, I think through this I developed a good way in which I can yeah create tasks and simple steps and explain them well so that the um, developers can then implement them. Yeah, but I mean, when you started this, did was everything smooth from the beginning? Did you encounter problems or did you like run into, you know, management skills, you know, kind of like uh, someone is not doing what you expected them to do? Like, how was that like? Was it smooth sailing I mean, from the as beginning? you said, 
I, I still am kind of a, a lone wolf, you know, and um, like, especially with Killer Shell, I'm already so deep into into that application. I know every part of it, you know. Um, and so I think at the beginning, I kind of expected like maybe a bit too much from the newcomers, you know, like um, no one can just dive in a few hours into a software without any documentation and create something good, you know. But I mean, I feel I realized that also pretty soon after this and I I changed my, my approach. And another thing as well is um, you can't expect that newcomers or even other developers who come on board that they that will be as good as you i mean it, it it might sound bad but i know um if i'm in my topic and i'm i do what i like and what i can and what i love i'm really good at it you know and you can't expect other people to keep up with this you know everyone has their own um best skills you know and they might have a different or better skill set in a in another topic you know so that's important i think as well so how do you manage the fact that they may not be as good as you why you actually need them to be you know to do their best how do you uh, manage that kind of um you know uh, the fact that the expectations don't actually really match well i would say um communication and breaking things down in simple tasks you know like don't create like a like a big task and tell them okay work a week on it and then tell me what happened you know like if you have a big task um, break it down in seven subtasks and say okay do this every day and then every day um, you check being or text on Slack or uh, be it um, video call or even in person if possible and then check back and constantly ask um, questions or be ready to be asked questions by them, you know, just be open, be there and um, yeah, do it like a continuous uh, process with communication. And that's also something that I learned over the years um, that communication is just, it's it's so important, right? And I think the the old image from the from the lone software developer sitting somewhere in a, in a dark room and does his own thing, I think um, these times are gone. Yeah, I just thought of that image myself, that's funny. Yeah, this has been so helpful. Um, thank you so much, Kim, for answering my question. Sure. Yeah, thanks uh, for, for having me on. And that's it for this episode, people. Thank you so much for joining in. In this episode, we've learned that eventually there will come a time where you need help for your project or for your business or for the side project you've been working on. And when the time does come... You can't expect the people you bring in to be instantly as good as you are. You have to give it time. You have to be patient, be open and communicate well. You can't do it alone, people. And that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining in. Until next time, my name is Busayo Iwole. Have a good week.